Part I just I, I try to imagine people in theaters like people who had just who had who had made it through and not walked out like like maybe something will redeem this movie and then the dumbest thing in the whole movie happens like in the last five minutes. You, wait, like what happened? Yeah, wait, which thing? The whole what like happened? the bungee cord thing. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was that had to be the dumbest <laughs> thing that happened in the whole movie. <laughs> wait, did I forgot about that. <laughs> well, followed by a three-way. <laughs> Like jet ski crash <laughs> that is legitimately yeah, exactly. as if each of the jet skis is made <laughs> out of C four. It's bungee thing. Yeah, you Kevin remember Costner remember. bungee jumps. Did this movie <laughs> give you brain damage? I must have like looked away. <laughs> Did you, like, no, I think I watched the whole movie. <laughs> Are you sure you don't have like Waterworld related CTE? Look, right, was, I feel like I was waterboarded. Oh. <laughs> My nerd quibble is that like I'm guessing they're like. 300 meters under the water and like there's no like pressure like you know they don't have pressure issues like he yeah. doesn't have pressure yeah issues. he's just like no, he's i can fish, go wherever a i'm a fish man, man so, so my fine. shit is cool but and then he fine. takes he takes her to well hang on we should, should we just introduce <laughs> okay fine we do this in whatever order you want <laughs> <laughs> okay. welcome to the show everybody Here welcome uh i'm your host asher lack with me are my co-hosts dr alan sussman hello Raphael ruttenberg esq hi and today in our fourth chair is our friend, former classmate, and professor of environmental engineering mm-hmm. at NYU, Dr. Andrea Silverman. Hi. Thanks Welcome for coming on. Thanks, guys. Hell so yeah. We should call this Sty Talk. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> We've never convinced someone who didn't go to high school with us to come on the show, basically. Oh my God. Like I, who, except for like, well, who would you invite? We've had like Ben Abelson on this show. No, but show. not from high school. The Rock. Hypothetically, can we, we invite Einstein? Yeah. Yeah. Garfield. Yeah. I got, <laughs> I got a list. Jim Davis. <laughs> Jim Davis on the show. The President Donald Trump. <laughs> Barefoot Contessa. Oh, yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that might would be, be like a frighteningly erotic episode. Bare <laughs> like Naked Ladies. Yeah. Oh, yes. we need to talk to them about yeah. where their career is going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And today we're talking about Waterworld. <laughs> Are we? Do we have to? I mean, the, the movie that broke our podcast. <laughs> it didn't suck as it didn't suck as much. I don't know, man. This it was like exactly as much as I thought it would. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm in that boat. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. It was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like there was a plot. The first half hour of it, I was like, yeah. okay. Other than the voiceover at the beginning, I was like, oh wow, this is going to be way worse than I remember. And then like Costner drinks his own piss, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm living in a comfortable reality here. Yeah, they come in hot with that. Yeah. Like, they just right away, you're in a water world. <laughs> and and by the way, he does that at the beginning. N- nobody ever does that ever again in the movie. Like, people are constantly <laughs> searching for water. I think you're no right. No one ever says, <laughs> I think hey, right. use that machine to drink our own piss. I think, you're <laughs> like, I think he, has, he has a patent on it. <laughs> no, I think actually this movie would be better if it was like, constantly interrupted by people pissing. <laughs> I like. I think that's <laughs> like, like you go make more drinking like, water. Just like every couple minutes, like there's a pause and just <laughs> the world. This movie is never established. Like how people are really eating, like yeah, right. Like how is not everyone just dead? Like, shark. Well, and, and also <laughs> eating shark. I made notes and my 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 notes say what do people eat? <laughs> question mark. But then immediately after they ate that 
but giant that's animal the, that ate him. Yeah, there's also like a prehistoric, like I don't know what <laughs> that for was. some reason. Whale shark, maybe. There's whale, no, wait, that wasn't a whale shark. Whale sharks aren't carnivores. That's true. <laughs> Miss, I mean, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> like you might have a point there. Right, oh God! <laughs> I mean, I don't spend a lot of time in Museum of Natural History. I don't think that that's a <laughs> real a animal, animal, right? <laughs> no, that was like, not what? a re- that was not a real animal. No, but it's exactly. But like, so we're maybe it evolved also. Yeah, which but we're not. <laughs> that was, <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. that was a real shocker. Really. <laughs> what, the the world that this posits of like, oh yeah, evolution happens in like fifty years, well, either 60 that years. or no, I mean, it was it, not sixty years. They said like three hundred. Well, I even three hundred is like. But somebody said it was. No, blindingly fast I had evolution. Com- I had commentary on my video oh, rental. Oh shit! And I don't know if you guys did. No, I we missed some out on this. Interesting things, and one of the things is that somebody said had hinted that this was twenty five hundred. So it's five hundred. Mm. It's still not enough time. It's to still not enough. Yeah, yeah that is <laughs> not even close. But it's not fifty years. I mean, who yeah. knows? Maybe some other freaky stuff happened, like you know, with radiation. You know, which, <laughs> ma- which makes evolution happen yeah, it happened faster, Ninja Turtle style. I don't know. Maybe if like the or the submarine, yeah, that one submarine that crashed into that building. Yeah. yeah. Well, also like, that scene is insane. Who are these <laughs> shitheads? Because like, it, to my way of thinking, like most of the world, even if every bit of ice on planet Earth melted, right, like would not be underwater. There's not enough water. Andy is shaking her well, head hard no yeah, on this. No. Do you? I <laughs> looked this up. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm sorry well, I how much work you did. <laughs> look, so look no, oh, I was curious. Is, it's yeah. not allowed. Oh, it's not allowed? <laughs> no, it's very allowed. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, I, don't allow so wait, I can wait. To no, please, fill, fill us in. Because for listeners who in. haven't seen this movie, it's a post-apocalyptic future where the ice caps have melted because of global warming. And they never say they that. They don't say global warming. They don't say that. What do Could they have been say? A dragon. They say nothing. <laughs> right? Oh. Yeah, the conspicuous silence. They say nothing, right? You know this movie they has just did 36 that. different writers? Damn. That doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Not fucking <laughs> one of them was like, oh, I wonder what we should say caused it. Because if they wrote Global Warming, probably it'd be like, this movie's political. It's yeah. impinging on my religious freedom. Did they say? Did they give an explanation? No. No, they just said yeah, the ice caps it. melted. Maybe didn't pay attention as much as I should have. Because I don't remember the bungee thing <laughs> right. at all. I also watched it with subtitles, which was interesting because there's... Um, I don't know some stuff that I wouldn't have caught otherwise. Like dry land is actually one word is capitalized. It's a proper yeah. noun. Huh? I always watch these movies with subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I gotta catch everything. <laughs> gotta catch you them never. All. So so Andy, wait, but you did research on this. I did a little bit. So so what did the research say about? I mean, it was also in the commentary. I had commentary. That's so wait, what was yeah? Well, that's totally reasonable. Um, and the commentary said. In reality, if all the ice caps melted, the earth wouldn't be totally covered in water. And so then I said to myself, okay, how much would? <clears throat> and this has been looked into. And of course. Thank well, I you, guess, internet. should I have you? I know. Thank you, internet. How, how I could pose this as a question to you guys. I'm into this. Yeah. If all the ice on earth were to melt, how much would this sea level rise? Well, it would obliterate Florida, which is not a problem. <laughs> yeah. But then there's yeah. Does anyone else want to pause it? Like 50 answer? feet? I would say 30 feet. We're, it's a little bit more than that. But it's not extreme. It's something like it's somewhere between 200 and 300 feet. That's a lot of feet. That's a lot, but that's not it's that It's a lot, but it's bad. not that right. much. All right. So how much, I mean, like, I need. I can only think of things in terms of the New York metropolitan area. So where would the coastline be? 
I think New York would be underwater. Yeah, oh, yeah, New York we'd would be, be underwater, super right? underwater. Yeah. But, like, you would see it coming. It's not like like it would melt overnight. Like, these people who live on these that boats... That wasn't my question. I just assumed that they were just, like, shitheads who didn't have their lives together enough to move out of the way of the water that was going. <laughs> and they were like, I don't believe in this government-issued science nonsense or, like, whatever shit. Like, I'm sticking with my boat. But this it's is, cut. like, 500 years in the future. Yeah, it's 500 yeah. years later. Yeah, I figured that these are the people who are descended from those morons. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I assumed that somewhere in this world was like an actual civilization of people who were like, no, we got to get out of here. Okay, you guys can hang out. Have a good one. And they went to um, like some mountains. Yeah, well, yeah I was Colorado. wondering what that was. Yeah, exactly. Like what landmass would that be? Oh, it's that I do know. That I found. Plateau. Yeah, in my in my yeah. research, in the original draft of the script, apparently they came across like a plaque that was like, uh, "What's the name of the guy who summited Everest first? I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. John Ed- Q. Mountain Smith, Edmund Hillary. Yeah. So it was like, yes, yeah, Sir Edmund Tenzing Sherpa. Wow. But it doesn't make that? sense, right? Because it looks like a tropical island. That. I mean, if I'm right, I knew Whoa. it. If I'm wrong, I did it, obviously. <laughs> that was another huge question of mine. was like, would the biome change or would it be like freezing? Well, it's well, global warming happened. Okay. I, I think that what happens <laughs> is that water absorbs more heat radiation than ice does. Ice reflects it. So the overall effect is like, that's why we're having sort of a vicious cycle right now where more melting water means faster warming yeah. of the oceans. It's like the yeah. more bald so you go, the less hair you have to cover your baldness. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> That's the prism through <laughs> which I view the world. <laughs> For the record, listeners, Asher's not bald. <laughs> Just it's vain. Very, yeah, right. It's very vain. So should we break the plot down of this movie? I think we did. Let's do it. We need to. Right? So, so yeah, in so a we, world. We yeah. <laughs> First of all, it has like unbelievable voiceover, which like I guess I don't. Yeah, I mean you wouldn't see or hear this voiceover outside of a commercial now, right? Like that's the level of. It's like in Wait, the how future. Much voiceover. It's just the beginning. right? It's just the beginning okay. with like a terrible yeah. infographic about like you know water levels rising up. Yeah, so Kevin Costner plays basically like, you know, and we talk about this a lot on the show of, of like sci-fi movies using Western tropes. I don't know, the isolation, the lone mm-hmm. cowboy. Usually it's in space, but I think this is kind of like another nice play on that of the frontier right. of the ocean. Unfortunately, yeah. this movie well, is or a like, piece of it, shit. A lot of them are like deserts, right? It's like the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's probably how it was pitched. Imagine Mad Max, but the opposite because it's water instead of land. I mean, and the aesthetic of this, which I was thinking about that is kind it's of interesting. Movie. You make that. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Mad Max. Uh, sort of like rip, DNA. Guess, rip, DNA rip. I say rip off. This movie was extraordinarily expensive. This I was remember the that. most right. expensive movie ever made at the time. Yeah. With yeah, but, yeah. but when you watch it, you can, you can tell. Like, oh, yeah. You can tell like all these, they built all this stuff. Like there's very little CGI there's some green screening. That monster is CGI. Yeah, that monster. Yeah. But like, and it looks ridiculous. That monster's but pretty low res. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, so much of this stuff is like they built these giant sets. You know, you can tell. Well, the so. set sank multiple right. times, <laughs> which is fucking mind blowing. <laughs> several members of the crew. I don't know. I, that's where I did my research for this episode. It was like several members of the crew were like temporarily lost at sea. <laughs> I guess like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, Costner's body double like didn't show up for work one day, and they found him like drifting on the open ocean. 
Wait, he was okay. He oh, they, oh, okay. Did they actually try and film this in the open ocean? Yeah, this was filmed in the open ocean, which is crazy, off the insane. coast of Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. The commentary also said that nobody did research on the weather patterns <laughs> ahead of time. And so it was all a complete shock to the crew. <laughs> we forgot <laughs> to research sharks. <laughs> <laughs> and we forgot to bring water. Sharks where are. <laughs> right. So. Cool. Yeah, in this sort of future waterlogged place, Kevin Costner is this kind of like lone cowboy on his funky post-apocalyptic Mad Max boat. Trimoran. Trimoran. (laughs) And he's like doing deals. We quickly meet the kind of enemies of the world, these guys, the smokers, who... I mean, okay, they're led by Dennis Hopper, who is incredible. I thought he (laughs) did all the heavy lifting, lifting in this movie. The thing about this movie is like, who is this movie for, right? It's like a PG-13 movie, but like so much of it is like for little kids, I yeah, feel like. Like something sure. like a little kid would like, right? It's like a popcorn movie, right? You just like but it's it. more slapstick than that. It's not like a cool popcorn movie. It's like really silly, a lot of it. Like when the three jet skis crash into, crash each, into other. each other, like that's and super cartoony. Like a lot of it's like really cartoony, Yeah, I feel like. I mean, there's a ton of idiotic explosions and like just silliness, which I think that's such a, such a 90s thing. Yeah, I feel like all movies were like that in the 90s, right? Yeah, so much of this movie is just like silly. Like, well, in the opening scene, the feeling of it is just really silly. When Costner gets robbed by like another like drifting mariner person, and then the two of them are beset by these evil smokers, he just leaves that guy to be very brutally killed, right? And like, yeah. it does the tone of that is a little bit like. Oh, speaking of limes, how do people not get scurvy? I mean, everybody was really dead in the world of this movie. There's no way. No one's really eating anything, as far as I can tell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess people have diets that don't involve vitamin C from plants, but they don't get scurvy because there's enough vitamin C in. In what? Yeah, fish know. eyes. No, I think they get scurvy. Everyone at sea gets scurvy. Yeah. It's so they all have scurvy. Yeah, this is like a horrifying. Oh, she was right. They're all dead. Yeah, they all die. This is (laughs) this is like the fever dream of one person who's like washed on a raft after the wreck of their like Jacob's ladder. (laughs) Yeah, this is a Jacob's ladder scenario after like somebody's Caribbean royal cruise like goes down. What struck me about this movie, and I guess it's not really fair to bring up like the last movie we saw, which is uh, Boy and His Dog. But if you just think about like other. apocalyptic or post-apocalyptic movies where it's like that are a lot bleaker than this like this just like feels so so artificial you know it's like you know just the the false hopefulness where there's this like superhero guy like a regular joe but also superhero is like this super high-tech boat um all sorts of crazy shit like his boat has this like sail that like he has like he rigged it so the sail like shoots out and has his boat go super fast like turbocharges like just all sorts of stuff his boat's kind of cool i think his boat's great (laughs) i loved his boat he's good at handling his boat anyway all right but this idea of like the future where it's like there is people like that who are just like great at like who can really rise above the riffraff and like survive at like an excel at this amazing level they have all this like technological capability like it just feels i don't know it's not fair really because it's not supposed to be bleak but it just feels so cheesy i mean everything i think this movie is super cheesy i just i thought that the the world again like a boy and his dog like the world that this movie paints is 
profoundly bleak, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's not enough genetic diversity on the atolls that he visits. So, like, again, just to keep pushing with the plot, like, Kevin Costner gets sort of conscripted through circumstance to rescue this sort of, like, chosen one little girl from this floating city that gets destroyed by the smokers. Um, and they go on a journey to try and find dry land, which she has a tattoo on her back that is supposedly a map, which we later find out is like the reason no one could read it is because it was written it was upside, upside down. down. What the fuck? Well, also it was like coordinates or something. I think he didn't realize that they represented coordinates somehow. Somehow they know no, also, what longitude and latitude is he, and they know how to get well, to places. It was in like an East a- Asian language, right? Yeah, I yeah. think it was in... I talked to my girlfriend about it and she was like, uh, I, it's in Chinese, but it's in like ancient Chinese. Nice. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. All right. And if she didn't know what it said, if this is supposed to be the Tibetan plateau, it's very political. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I like, I, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was partially because I, kind of was envisioning Kevin Costner as a, um, like the real Kevin Costner, Kevin <laughs> Costner, the actor, <laughs> not the character. Um, I was envisioning him as like an early climate activist. Oh, yeah. Because he like, you know, he he made this movie. It's about hmm. climate change, maybe not global warming, but obviously something has happened. Right. Um, and then they sneak in things like the Exxon Valdez, which oh, is yeah. insane. Mm. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, it makes no, yeah, did they, <laughs> it makes they no sense. Drag the boat from like the bottom of the harbor where it crashed. Yeah, and also, why is there still oil inside? But didn't, <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. The, it didn't sink though, right? It sank. Oh no, it didn't sink. That's what I looked up. I was. Looking, I looked. I looked that up too. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> that's the only thing. I, the only thing I looked up. Maybe the history of this show mm-hmm. was the Exxon Valdez. Interesting thing, um, you know, and they sort of like did some mockery of. Uh, Joe Hazelwood, I think, was the captain. He was name. the captain who was drunk, right? No, he wasn't. That was a smear that was made up by Exxon. Oh, Ew. really? Yeah. They tried to they tried to scapegoat him. Huh? Isn't that amazing? That is fucking amazing. So everyone remembers the drunk captain, but the it wasn't Exxon Valdez. And they it's had just... they had like no radar because Exxon didn't want to pay for them to like fix their radar. <laughs> of course, that's about right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All hail President Exxon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think it didn't sink, but I I was just surprised that they still had a lot of oil inside of it. (laughs) (laughs) And after 500 years. (laughs) Yeah. Calling it go juice is very clever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and the bad guys in the movie, I guess, pretty similar to the bad guys in Mad Max, are kind of painted as people who have like no sense of environmentalism, right? Like, I, I think that in Barbarians. Yeah. That their mission is to sort of just like they view progress as destruction and like there's no sense of like harmony with your environment. They're just like, we've got all this oil. Like, let's go forward. Dry land. I don't know. It's (laughs) again, a very toddler point of view. Texan oil man. Well, one last point I want to make about Kevin Cosner being this activist. He put out twenty two million dollars of his own money. To make this movie? Yes. I learned oh, that in no. the commentary also. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, because it, obviously it was very expensive and it was the only way it was going to get made. Yeah, 235. And he solved <laughs> Yeah, he did he it. He fixed it. I know. You could put $22 million, I guess, towards this vanity project or you can give it to <laughs> some actual environmental yeah, go pay some program. polar bears. Uh, maybe. Like, don't die. Here's money. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some cat food. Oh, God. Is he also in The Postman? Yes. 
And so, is that a, that's also a post-apocalyptic movie? They're like remarkably similar movies in that he plays like a, a nameless like drifter protagonist in both films who like leaves at the end, I think. And is that also climate change? No, or, I think that's no. that one I think is a little bit more like America falls apart. It's not I oh, don't know. I yeah. Obviously, he wanted this movie made, and that's the reason it got made, which is like kind of, again, mind-blowing, like, you know, in an age when somebody could be such a huge box office draw that they would just be like, yeah, this is a project that's worth doing, and the studio's like, okay, we'll do like, you know, $235 million, like fucking bonkers amount of Is that of how much they put in? That's with marketing and publicity. Did this movie ever make its money back? It has made its money back, which is also pretty right. crazy. It was there was like some complicated Not stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I torrented this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, basically we follow Kevin Costner and oh god, what's the name of the actress in this movie? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Nobody matters, right? I mean, like the the girl from Napoleon Dynamite, whose name I also can't remember. What? It's oh, the little yeah. girl. Yeah. The little girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she looked. Familiar. She was in Napoleon Dynamite. What? Yeah, tattoo girls in Napoleon Dynamite. She, who was she? She was like the yeah. I don't remember who she was. Like the main. But girl. she was the yeah. Was she, she the main like girl? A, yeah, she yeah. Was side the main ponytail. Girl. Yeah, side pony. Wow. Oh yeah. No, I can <laughs> see that. <laughs> so weird. Okay. Yeah. So part of the reason that we called this movie today was because Andy, you're like an expert in water systems, and I just I don't know. I was like interested in talking to an actual person who knows what they're talking about about like yeah. Like, what would it take to make a community like the Atoll actually function? Like, how how do you, as a... Oh. Or, or, or what, I mean, maybe, <laughs> can we t- can we actually n- not waste our uh, esteemed guest's time and, like, actually, not, not saying that that no, was, no, please. but just, like, I'm curious, like, what happens if actually happens if the ice caps melt as they, as, as happens here? And, like, you know, what, what sort of, what are we looking at ecologically? Uh, should like you know to- total climate catastrophe come to pass and what's the most likely scenario here in your opinion is this are these fair questions to ask oh, that's a big question you know, like okay. how under threat is our water supply because uh i speculate <laughs> should i get a gun or not <laughs> oh, i think it's a really big question i don't even yeah. know where to start i don't Pretend know if i know i don't know if i have all the answers we're, we're the most dense difficult students <laughs> well i class. mean i think we covered one of the big things was that it's highly unlikely that there will be a world in which there's no land except for this potential Everest that sticks out. Like there's just like, <laughs> that is not, that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> Too bad. I bought a um, bunch of real estate there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is, I mean, there are a lot of people who are hedging for serious sea level rise. And so they're buying real estate in places that, I mean, this makes not just real estate, but there's there's question marks about like complete um, cli- change of um, sort of local climate, so that places that weren't you you couldn't maybe farm previously, you'll be able to farm in the future. Places that we could grow food, we won't be able to grow food, and mm. so that's kind of been a big push. Is is especially for people who want to invest in case all you know hell breaks loose, that they can make a lot of money if they own all this land that previously wasn't useful. I know that there was a lot of talk about that, about like New Zealand being high on that list of like sort of climate catastrophe places that people are interested in investing in. Well, it's probably, but New Zealand's like a really great place right now, right? It's like really fertile and not yeah. that I've ever been there or know anything about it. 
But my impression cool. is <laughs> that you can grow things and yeah. live a so good life. Farm sheep. Yeah. yeah. I think that a lot Shoot of that Lord had the to rings. do with... Mm, a lot of that, my recollection, had to do with... Uh, it was sort of like very... F- it was remote, so it's more insulated from political instability than mm. on some other places. Okay. Like, for you sense. wouldn't necessarily want your like... your If you were a billionaire, you wouldn't want your like climate crisis refuge to be even someplace remote, like let's say in Wyoming, because, you know, roving bands of mm. um, Trumpists would, would find you and you know, right. take out the long knives and <laughs> make short work of you and... You know, you want to be in New Zealand. Yeah. Right. Less populated. Hanging out they with make l- that makes sense. short work of you with long knives? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mixing metaphors. Interesting. All right. But we need to ask Andy the real question, which is... <laughs> can you drink your own piss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you... How do you build a machine that allows you to drink your own piss? Yeah. That's actually... It's a really good question. <laughs> I mean, I was actually surprised that they weren't, first of all, like distilling water everyone too. it didn't make any sense like <laughs> yeah. the the it takes rel- you know relatively sophisticated energy intensive equipment to actually be able to filter and I'm gonna put in quotes like filter your own pee so that you can make drinking water and i find it like really unlikely that really his, his weird like contraption with the glass bottles and yeah i don't know because you like, can't it's you can't just use like a filter right no because yeah. yeah there's like a there's a lot of things in urine that are like really small compounds that you'd want to remove. Okay. Um, and so, you know, you would need, I mean, from what I, I mean, reverse osmosis could remove some particles. You need a lot of pressure for that. So maybe he's supplying it. Did, was he pumping it? I can't even remember. I think there was like a crank involved. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it, it was. Potentially. It was a contraption. Mm. <laughs> but I was surprised that they have a whole ocean full of water. That they weren't it's too salty. I know, but that's why you get it. You make a, sur- a solar still. Like they're all sitting in the sun. It seems like it's a hot climate. So you make a still and you can evaporate. Like you're not doing anything all day. Though maybe you need so tell us too many. Too many. How, yeah, what how is would that solar work? Still? Talk a little bit about what, does that what work? a solar still is. Well, I actually only know about this from I feel like when I went to summer camp and you <laughs> learn about wilderness, <laughs> <laughs> like survival, <laughs> where you like put water under plastic or something and, and then you it. evaporate because yeah. it's warm, like it's a greenhouse. Right. And so then you catch essentially like the yeah. water that had salt in it that's been evaporated and left the salt behind. Exactly. Yeah. Though maybe it's too slow and you don't make as much water as you need on a boat. I don't know. I suppose, I mean, I agree with you on that. I was like, it seemed so silly to me that there were like so many things they weren't doing. I also didn't see them like harvesting any kelp or anything like plants. I, I just, I was like, you people are morons. Yeah. So, Too hot for kelp. Well, yeah, though, I actually, but, but if, a lot of the ocean do, can't actually grow. I feel like there's a lot of parts of the ocean that don't have enough nutrients in it to actually grow vegetation. Oh, that like makes Like kelp sense. forests. Like there are kelp forests, but there's a lot of ocean that's kind of a desert. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> also, just relevant to the movie, like, oh, what is up with the Burning Man aesthetic of this film? Not good. Not good. Oh, not good. Uh, when did yeah. everybody get together and was like, for post-apocalyptic, we want to have like it's as C-punk. much garbage on our bodies as like possible. All, all post-apocalyptic films have this like this like right. sexy rag vibe. And this I is very it. Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. Which no one can dress in the future. Ugh. Yeah, well, it's no, interesting. They actually to dress me. pretty well, and they have Everyone lots of really accessories. <laughs> yeah, and like, <laughs> and like tied not, you know, like knots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Armbands yeah. for no fucking reason. 
but what, which came first, Waterworld or Burning <clears throat> Man? Uh, I think Burning know. Man. I think Burning Man started in the 80s, right? But not Mad Max. That's, <laughs> I'm please. looking at Ralph. You guys, <laughs> you guys lived on the West Coast. You two can um, answer this. I mean... Yeah. I think it's. I feel like it started around no, when ha- Bur- when been. Waterworld started. You think it started at the same time? I think time? it probably started before. Did, but I don't the think aesthetic it may have 80s, changed over the years. Like well, the question is, like I think the aesthetic. Even, even oh. if Burning Man started before Waterworld, when did they pick up? This but but Waterworld is just. I think copying, Road Warrior was yeah, was the original aesthetic of this, right? Like I think that's where this comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's definitely that's got to be the genesis of like this mm-hmm. whole look. It's like these things just insinuate themselves into the general, you know, public consciousness. Like this is what it looks like to have a shabby future. Um, yeah, a lot of movies hit on that. Like, uh, you know, the Blade Runner aesthetic is a very particular neo noir aesthetic. Yeah, totally. Did you pause it? No, I was just okay. saving. But yeah, it is also the aesthetic is kind of piratey. Right. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. definitely when you're on water. Lots of and like Dennis vibes. Hopper, like early in the movie, gets his eye blown off, and then is basically wearing an eye patch. That's true. Rest of the movie. <laughs> uh, also, I think right. shoulder pads are a huge part of like the post-apocalyptic aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes you look bigger. It makes you look yeah, more intimidating. Oh god, especially spiked shoulder pads. I know. Does Dennis Hopper remind you guys of my dad? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> to, actually, to me, I just like every time he was on screen, like <laughs> god, ranting really about whatever. Have cast your dad oh he would have been, been way better miraculous in this movie. <laughs> actually a different friend of my parents is in this movie which was a trip to see he's the one who's like drunk in the bar on the atoll who's like dennis hopper was apparently i saw this in, i read this in a magazine somewhere like an honorary crip or an honorary blood <laughs> <laughs> there's just like i don't remember what don't magazine this up. was <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get this right. <laughs> sorry, sorry to our crip and our blood, <laughs> and our Latin King listeners. Um, no, but like I, I, there's like there's like a, there was like a photo spread of like Dennis Hopper, like yeah, unbelievable. It was really weird. I but, mean, you know, he lived a pretty unhinged life. Like there so it would seem there were pictures that he took, like portraits of Ike and Tina Turner from hanging out with them. Apparently, he owned like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of art. His like weird art collection. I don't know. He's his life was like pretty outstanding. I think. I mean, other than also probably I think being kind of terrible. Yeah, troubled. troubled yeah, troubled. Existence. But it. He, but I mean, I think he was great in this movie. I I, I like I like his steez. Yeah. <laughs> I, just like he brings a level of like like unhinged goofiness to all the roles. It's like if you just played it straight. And just like, I don't know, the way he delivers some lines that are like actually sort of clever, you know, is like clever asides. It's like he's not, he's the, he, he is the best actor in this movie, you know? Oh, yeah. By a long delivers. shot. Yeah. And he's, yeah. Like, I mean, he's chewing the shit out of the scenery. Yeah. But it like, I don't know, it works in this insane world where it's like, yeah, I get this sunbaked lunatic as like a leader of my cult. I'm down. Like, yeah, let's light some stuff on fire. Yeah, he's like slumming, except he's not, because this is kind of like what he does. Yeah. I don't know. Piloting the Exxon Valdez, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah. St. Joe. There's like, th- this movie has a lot of little asides that are like really, like kind of great. Like the guy who like basically lives in, like um, the guy who lives in the raft in the inside the oil tanker. Um, oh, who's yeah. like oh. we have four feet? Oh, that, okay. <laughs> that only I think that Ch- Charon, right? That that Chiron gave me nightmares when I was a kid and I saw this movie. Yeah. 
Like that guy who's just gaunt. Yeah. What's the He's name of the ferryman across the river sticks? Chiron? Oh, yeah. Is that it? I think so. Kind of like we, like a strange little like Greek mythology tag. And but then when he sees the flare drop down, he goes, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. When, he, so when he's good. about to die, yeah. <laughs> That's really good. I Gave me nightmares. Really? Huh. Yeah. Of, what, that, dying, dying in a fiery inferno? No. Being that, I mean, th- being that guy... <laughs> Like stuck in there for forever, for That's basically eternity. Yeah, yeah. I'm biting. I hear you. That's you saw this movie before. Yeah. Have you guys seen it? No. Yeah, I yeah, saw it I in saw theaters. It in oh no, this was my first time. <laughs> <It was like, laughs> Sorry. I mean, I didn't, I didn't remember. remember. I, that was the only thing I remembered. I think <laughs> was that that guy. When I saw that guy, I was like, oh you no, remember the the, it's the piss him. drug. <laughs> I remember the piss. Well, it's yeah. constantly referenced. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I remembered like Costner apparently did reshoots because of his hair looked huh. thin a bunch. Oh, I uh, believe it. Yeah, there's like it's tied back the whole time, but you can sort of, which I was kind of surprised because like you guys could get a good wig on this dude, right? Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. You it's hard when hair you're, a lot, and when you're like swimming, it's it's wet. You're swimming. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so I don't know. Andy, was there other stuff? I mean, I don't know about, about <laughs> sort of help us fill, yeah, help, help us fill this. We void. see some notes. Yeah, I know, but my notes are mostly the how ridiculous the movie was. Yeah, but also I, I want to know how you watched how this movie. The shooting was. I enjoyed this movie <laughs> way more than I thought I would. And I and there were some things I found really shocking, like the fish thing. Yeah, like when they revealed that he was part fish, I was just like, <gasps> "Yeah, like what?" Oh, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I, that, I like, and I just thought it was really clever to include evolution. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, oh. a little bit too fast, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought it was really clever. I think you were not. I think you're not supposed to. I think the way they did this, you're not supposed to be like, "Huh? Evolution doesn't work that way." Like, it's just that's. Unless there's something else freaky going on, but you know, because it sort of takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah, it felt like it was. Uh, I don't know what's. It felt like kind of gratuitous to me. No, I mean, I thought, I thought, it, I mean, you, okay, like as if it wasn't five hundred years after everything melts, but like millennia after, and everyone is trying to survive in the water. I mean, I think it would be a really insane. <laughs> like new trait to pick up through evolution gills yeah. yeah but you know it's not actually a true movie it's fiction so that's okay <laughs> and, yeah, and, but i think it was fair. i think it was a kind of a clever like you know tack to be like oh and then you know because he's living in the water so i started off th- doing this podcast like <laughs> making fun of that nerd stuff where it's like yeah. well, <laughs> technically space travel only can occur and now you're doing it now you're doing it stupid are we meant to believe capitalism sucks ass i mean that's supposed <laughs> to be <laughs> stupid movie <laughs> that was originally supposed to be my role in this podcast right was just like to talk about all the to bring the nerds the yeah. Consistencies. yeah yeah and then i stopped doing that yeah you left started. the giraffe. <laughs> yeah. And then there. you brought me on to like yeah. talk shit about his like water filtration system. What'd yeah. You, what'd you think about his hair? I thought his hair was terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. I did actually. Yeah. His hair was it bad. It was terrible. And it was even commented by the, the child character. Yeah. She said, your hair is terrible. You would look better if you cut it. Do was you remember that? that? Was that yeah. an ad lib? No. Because then just, he cuts oh, their hair so in the next scene. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. Was that payback? Do you think? I th- I thought so. Oh, yeah. I thought that he well, was he, just like. I thought it was I thought he was weird doing it to make fix the rope. No. What? I think I thought he was just 
punishing them for touching his boat. I thought he was doing it to camouflage oh, them. Hang on. And so people would think they're men. Oh, smart. Oh. From a distance, obviously, from a distance. Huh. Also, just like, I don't know. Did you guys find that he was... Like, there were multiple times in the movie where people were like, yo, are we going to go to Pound Town, Fishman? And he was like, I don't know. And then he, like, walks away. Did you find him to be sexually fraught? Like, I thought that the subtext of this was that... He's a fish penis. Yeah. Well, he... Exactly. Oh, <laughs> that was... I don't How know. Do you that know was, he has a fish penis? You How do I know? Yeah. DVD extras. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think initially... <laughs> They they go into like that he you don't want to know they do go into at some point he seems to be like ashamed of himself right because he has the guilt because he's a fish man and also like but another <laughs> but thing was like on the atoll like he didn't want people to know that he had gills right because yeah. he was afraid that they were so that was why that was part of the reason why I think he just wanted to get back on the boat as quickly as possible yeah fair enough well I mean also like it just the the issue of genetic diversity in this movie is is also deeply problematic yeah. like when they they get to dry land in the end and they're like yay we're here and I was like yeah exactly for your lives <laughs> like right. this ain't going anywhere it was like okay cool i don't know what's the Maybe adjective okay. that the um weird religious cult in the atoll uses it's like we can breed with our own kind but too much and it's questionable <laughs> it becomes <laughs> problematic <laughs> yeah. the town that they come to like the atoll doesn't have enough people to have survived genetically for more than like one generation well that's maybe why two. they like you know try to give their young women to to, visiting <laughs> to wandering dudes yeah, <laughs> like exactly. wandering fish man <laughs> yeah as always the sexual politics of these movies are pretty questionable yeah, I don't Did know. Did this pass the Bechdel test? I don't think so. Yeah, I think the two women talk yeah. to each other. Actually, this does oh. pass the Bechdel test. Remarkable. I mean, the plot of the movie is is pretty straightforward. Basically, it's you know it's a western where you know hero comes to small town out of nowhere. He happens to be a fish man. Uh, the small town, <laughs> as, as you know, every Clint Eastwood movie, yeah, he's <laughs> a fish man. Just gotta read between the lines a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're in the middle of attempting to execute him for being a, an abomination against God, and then the yeah. What town... was the goop? Oh, oh the... that was gross. That was so vile. <laughs> and do you have any insight on what that goop might be? No, yeah, and I didn't I, know and what it was a, either. A, People goop. Like that goop is another reason why I hate this kind of movie. Like one is the like sexy rags, and the other is like goop. <laughs> like I feel like this type of movie always has some sort of nasty goo. Wait, we should ex- explain the goop, right? So it, it's like what they seem to be throwing dead bodies into. Yeah, yeah they're recycling the, their slurry. Well, in this in this small floating town that, yeah. that Costner's character comes to at the beginning. Yeah. It is gross. Also, did you guys notice it was like feeding a tree? There was like a tree somewhere oh, in I the didn't background. See that. That was how I assumed they didn't get scurvy, although it was very poorly explained. Oh, so the the goop tree. <laughs> yeah, the I, goop tree. There I can't even imagine what the scientific explanation for that is. <laughs> yeah. It's just it was just gross and I don't understand. Yeah, but I thought that it was like all of I thought that it was kind of like a Fremen type situation like Dune, where it was like all of our waste goes into this disgusting zone and yeah. and that takes care of itself and then it recycles and we now drink it later right yeah there's some it's something like that <laughs> the I, looks we're giving me are <laughs> miraculous yeah so essentially there's the Ein, there's the einstein guy right what the guy with the mustache and the oh, with the, the flying machine with the flying yeah, he's machine, the, Gregor. He's like Da Vinci yeah. meets Einstein. Yeah, he said something also very profound. Oh, what did he say? That was he profound? said, "Our ancestors must have done something really terrible 
Yeah. For this to have happened. And I mean, this <laughs> this movie, obviously, it's it's crazy in the light of the world that we're sort of rushing mm-hmm. headlong into now. I guess in the 90s, what, they were worried about, like, the ozone layer or something? No, they were worried about... Some people were worried about climate change. People who... I want to say we're in the know, but a lot of people were in the know. Yeah, I mean, everyone knew. Exxon knew about it from the seventies onward. Exactly. And paid for misinformation campaigns since then, which is fucking mind blowing. Exactly. Uh, I feel like movies like this do climate change a disservice because they make it look so ridiculous that people are like, "Oh, that's ridiculous." Well, like Certain. that'll never happen. It's yeah. so crazy. Like this is what people who believe in climate change think that like there's going to be no land and all water. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess, like... <laughs> is it the job of of films, action films, uh, to... I'm not saying it's... Ir- I don't know. No, I'm not really saying that. No, I But I'm saying, saying that it, if their goal was to make more people believe in climate change, I, I, it obviously didn't work. Or to make um, people, like, viscerally understand what climate change would actually feel like. Like, I think also that Interstellar really does yeah. a good job of that. Interstellar is sort of the best job of that, that... Um, I've seen because it just like it plays up the normalcy to such a high degree but in the background there's this like foreboding of what's happening like what's playing out it's like it is very much like our lives as they're lived now but then bits of information stream in about how the planet is actually dying and our time is extremely limited yeah and I think again like most sort of post-apocalyptic visions of the future that we cover for the show completely miss this sense of like how much survival as a species is a group project and how like if we lose sight of like there's so much emphasis obviously for dramatic reasons on the individual right so like we have to believe that the world is going to be saved by kevin costner and his trimaran rather than like you know (laughs) smart legislation or something like that like i think that interstellar did a good job of painting it as a like a sort of group project collaborative effort yeah although there is like you know a white savior in it but like in this movie, again, it's like the atoll is going to fucking die. I it, There's no way. They don't have enough genetic diversity. They don't have enough of like a body of knowledge. There's no fucking library. These people are morons and they're going to get sunbaked and waterlogged and that's the end of them. I have a question for Andy. Do you think um, that we're at a point of no return now or do you think that this is another weighty question? Do you have an opinion <laughs> oh. on this? If you don't have an opinion on I it, I don't think fine. this is her, what you... Does research in, by know, the way. I know. It's, it's, a, it's a little <laughs> on the a tangent from the work that I am more of an expert in. Um, I think that there's a lot to be concerned about, a lot to feel kind of crappy about in terms of what's happening. But I think that there, I don't think it's like, I don't think we're on a runaway train to the world is Death ending. Down. Yeah. Because um, I do think that there are some ways that we, that like the earth can reach equilibriums in ways that we don't expect but that being said like without we need major change like i do think if things continue the way they're going yes for sure but i think it's a really bleak feeling and so maybe i'm saying this just to make myself feel better but to say we didn't if we didn't you know that that there's no opportunity to turn things around but the the way things are looking politically it's pretty bleak things are looking kind of crazy right now in a lot of regards like california is on fire again right there's cities in multiple part countries in this world that are running out of water, like actually running out of water, not like, oh, someday a city will run out of water. It's like there, there's actually like a foresight to when there won't be enough water available. And then, and that, and that creates conflict. And so a lot of the conflict around the world right now, I think is actually act based in some sort of climate perturbation. 
you know, there's not enough food, there's conflict. There's not enough water, there's conflict. There's mass migration because of droughts and heat and there's conflict. And so I think that like we're kind of getting there and people are starting to recognize that. It feels like the earth is on fire in a way. And um, But that being said, I, I, I don't know if I trust our politicians to actually... Or I, I also think that as human beings, we don't know how to deal with huge challenges like this. We're not actually mm-hmm. that good at it. And like, I think there's amazing people, amazing scientists, amazing activists, but like in actually working together to solve this like huge you know, global challenge that we're all impacted by, and we all impact each other. We don't know how to solve this kind of problem. I don't know. That's bleak. Well, no, but hang on, to bring it back to like, yeah. so, I mean, this I is your field. The bleak yeah, like <laughs> when we talk about cities that are running out of water, like what do you see in your field? Like what is what is the world, sort of the landscape look like? Like wh- what is a mm. city's, who, where are these places and what are their options? What are they doing to sort of turn it around or? I mean, like I would, gosh, you know, more wealthy places are turning towards things like desal and wastewater reuse. So can you treat it just like Kevin Costner does? Um, can you take wastewater, turn it back into usable water for drinking and for other purposes? And that's a, something we can do. So and it's feasible. It is feasible. Um, one of the challenges though, is it's really energy intensive. So then you start this, like this, it feeds into that cycle of you're using more energy. I find it, no. you know, I think it is an option in a lot of places. And actually the 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 first potable, so the first reuse plant for wastewater going to drinking water yeah. is in Namibia. Really? And it's been running since the seventies and it works well and, and um, you know, that's how a lot of people in that country get their water, which is super cool. It works, it's fine, it's it's safe water. Um, a lot of places are turning towards desalination. It's incredibly energy intensive and it's not an option for all places unfortunately and so there's other cities where it's like what happens is people have to like wait in very 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 long lines for water they have to kind of ration what they're using water for and there's major health implications where is this like when we talk about this are we talking about the first world like i mean are we talking about places like flint or are we talking about places like um it's a mix so you know i think a lot of us heard about cape town like did you guys hear about cape town and how cape town in south africa had day zero that kept getting pushed off and i actually don't know what's happening there now but there was a actual projected day when the reservoirs were going to run dry and i think that it has since there's been precipitation because i haven't this is yeah no i apologize to everyone in cape town that i don't know what's going on right now (laughs) in cape town we've only been there there once (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, but yeah, but for a while they were kind of heading towards this point. And so there was, I mean, I guess it's going back towards what Raf said, when things get really bad, that's when people take action. So in Cape Town, when they knew they were really running out of water, everyone in the city worked together to conserve water. And there were major, major water rationing where people kind of agreed to not, for example, shower more than this amount of time, this many times a week. Wow. Um, and things like that. So that, you know, helped push day zero further and further along. Okay. Um, but there's also cities in all over, you know, I think in the U.S. we're okay. You know, most of our cities, there are droughts. Maybe Las but Vegas. Yeah. But Las, yeah, Las Vegas though, still has enough water, obviously, to run all their fountains and stuff, right? It's <laughs> crazy. What do you think of golf courses? I'm not a fan of golf courses. Golf is For pretty, multiple pretty reasons. Awful. Golf is bad for a lot of reasons. Yeah. It sucks as a sport. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Mark Twain called it a perfectly good walk spoiled. 
How droll, Mark. That's amazing. I bet he didn't um, say that. But golf courses are also bad because they use a lot of fertilizers and pesticides. So when water does run off into waterways, not only are you using a lot of water to water the grass, but then you have all these contaminants that then go into surface water. It's hard to think so of something that's uh, as unwholesome on so many levels. It's golf. Yeah. 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 As much as I love golf chat. (laughs) (laughs) I really, I want to know more about sort of some of these. So like what, what are huge threats in terms of contaminants? So obviously like lack of supply, obviously an increased temperature can interfere with reservoirs and interfere with flow and, and all of that kind of stuff in terms of contaminants. Is that like, uh, you know, obviously you hear a lot about pharmaceuticals in the Mm -hmm. water. And I know one of my bandmates, his father was a water engineer in Seattle and talked to me a little bit about some cool. of the ways in which like they can use soil filtering to get some contaminants out of the water. Is that a legit thing or was this, should I cut all of that? Interesting. No, I mean, I don't know exactly what you're referring to, oh, yeah. but um, but I will say, <laughs> you know, there there is a, um, there are a lot of natural processes by which water can be treated. So we have you know, engineered treatment facilities. We also have natural, you know, treatment, either kind of like designed treatment systems that are kind of natural based or things just happen in nature. And one thing that I like to, you know, tell my students is that anything that happens in an engineered treatment plant is actually just taking those natural processes and doing it faster. Okay. So if you apply energy, you can then pump water you can aerate you can do everything a little bit faster than nature so there are ways that like there could be soil-based treatment systems that can help remove pharmaceuticals but yes pharmaceuticals are challenged so one thing to bring it back to water world which actually isn't probably an issue in water world but one of the biggest challenges with reuse of urine so we don't typically talk in my field about reusing urine for drinking water okay but we are interested in reusing water or sorry i mean urine um as a fertilizer, right? Okay. There's a lot of nitrogen and phosphorus in urine. Is a lot of nutrients, and are there ways that we can close nutrient loops by? Plants love nitrogen. They love it, and like we are producing a lot of synthetic nitrogen, or it's real nitrogen, but synthetic fertilizers through the Haber-Bosch process. We pull nitrogen out of the atmosphere. It uses a lot of energy. We make fertilizers we apply it to land but now the nitrogen cycles out of whack there's like too much nitrogen on earth and not enough in like there's enough in in the the atmosphere atmosphere. there's enough in the atmosphere but there's too much on earth we're not getting rid of it as much and that's why we have things like algae blooms okay some of this like ecological perturbations um but yeah so we're interested in kind of you know can we make fertilizers out of urine to one give more value to waste treatment, waste treatment collection treatment, and two, to close nutrient loops. But one of the big things that keeps coming up is that there's a lot of pharmaceuticals in urine. Because if you think about what urine is, it's your kidneys are filtering your blood. And then what they, all the toxins that they pull out goes to your urine and it's kind of our waste stream. And so then um, you're, you know, it's chock full of, these pharmaceuticals. So one thing about Waterworld is I was thinking about this, like, you know, would Kevin Costner really be able to redrink his urine? For, like how many loops, like how many cycles could he do? <laughs> but I was thinking, actually, he's probably not taking any pharmaceuticals. Yeah, probably not. No, doubtful. You don't screen. see him taking, yeah, yeah. Propecia. I mean, Kevin. <laughs> 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 I mean, where would he find the pharmacy? 
at the atoll. Yeah, they at might the have a on the smokers. Yeah. Maybe when he like dives into the that underwater city, he can he's find. There's a pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's a, there's a, Dwayne, there's a Dwayne Reed. So exactly. yeah, I got to make a pickup. <laughs> um, so what are some of the sort of I, I just to hit sort of two poles mm-hmm. while we've got you here of like what are some of the things that scare the shit out of you the most in terms of our water systems and like mm-hmm. what about them sort of like is under threat uh, and yeah. then what makes you the most kind of ha- happy or hopeful of like oh actually oh fun okay um the things that scare me yeah Sasha. i know i'm impressed yeah <laughs> nailing it yeah. yeah well i mean come on how often do we have a doctor here <laughs> every episode every episode I'm yeah. a jurist yeah. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, I, I don't yeah, know what that actually means. Actually, everyone's a doctor except for except Asher. for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the things that keep me up at night are definitely one. Um, I mean, climate change, but we've touched upon that. Um, two. I think chemicals in the environment, I think we have a lot of chemicals that we use in our everyday lives and in industrial uh, processes that end up in the environment that are doing all sorts of health, have all sorts of health issues and also wreaking ecological havoc. So one thing that really scares me is this thing with insects, like this insect apocalypse that we keep hearing about. About the bees dying off because It's not of just up. bees, it's all insects. They're finding that like there's a decrease in the number of all types of insects in many parts of the world. Which is peculiar because you think they're hardy and you think they would like, there's certainly mm-hmm. enough yeah. roaches to go around. But we like, we're putting pesticides on a lot of things. So yeah. we're actually targeting insects in a lot of cases. Um, so that keeps me up at night. Uh, I they'll, just they'll because back once we're gone. You know? I think they're going to become our food supply. Well, also they're <laughs> at the bottom of the food web, right? right which like is, if, if it, we lose them, we lose a lot of, so for listeners who aren't sort of hip to ecological stuff, we lose a lot of plant pollination. Mm-hmm. Pollination, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I Birds. Yeah. Okay. And there's like, you know, kind of new studies that are out that are seeing bird populations start to crash. Because well. of the insect I, uh, crash? or Maybe. I mean, I don't know if that's proven yet, but yeah. I, I mean, that seems like a good hypothesis. Um, Increased cat abilities. Cats are getting better. <laughs> super cats. Exactly. Yeah, it's the cats. Our People also cats. say like, you know, tall buildings with a lot of windows are yeah. bad for birds, but Yeah, they just are. Tell those birds to stay the fuck out of New York. High yeah. voltage power lines. Mm-hmm. In Hawaii, um, they uh <laughs> they brought mongooses. Uh they're pretty cute. But they're supposed to kill the rats in the sugar plantations. <laughs> but Rats are nocturnal and mongooses are diurnal. <laughs> 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 so now the mongooses are like somehow. asleep and the rats are like scurrying around. Like <laughs> Twice. Fucking yeah, rodent problem. Yeah, there's no, there's a, a gazillion mongooses out there. But I would say water related. Yeah, these, these issues of access about reducing water supplies and how sort of we're kind of shifting where there's droughts versus floods and where water is available. Um, yeah, and then there's a whole host of contaminants that are a little bit, yeah. In addition to yeah, not necessarily <laughs> apocalyptic. I do in my lab. We do a bit of work looking at antibiotic resistant microorganisms. Oh Jesus, yeah. Um, and that's something that keeps me up at night as well. Yeah. I mean, I know that they found the first sort of strain of fully antibiotic resistant UTI. Relatively, yeah. how recently. scary is that? That was terrifying. Yeah. Um, 
That's bad. I guess it's like, oh, so you're just gonna have this now forever? Just drink cranberry juice. Like, all day yeah I don't, I don't know i mean yeah that's that's pretty frightening i mean but it was bound to happen eventually there's you know yeah there, yeah there's a yeah when i get freaked out about that i i guess i just like to remind myself that like mankind did live without antibiotics for millennia obviously not in the current state that we live in but right. like you know right it's not gonna kill off you know humankind but you know we have much longer life expectancies than in the pre-antibiotic era. That's true. So, it's so a, what are your? <laughs> hang on, hang on. Okay, okay. before we go to like hell town, wait, I just want to say it's a close run thing because species are wiped out by uh, plagues. Yeah, it's just like they happen to be like species that are very like centrally located. You know, part of how mankind has survived is that it like spread all over so in so many different environments. That's a good um, point. Oh, so, so it's not that it can't, not that like it can't, it can't happen. It can, well, it'll, it, there are still infectious diseases that'll wipe out a local population. It happens. For sure. Could happen, uh, yeah. happen here. It's so, it's yeah. so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, so, uh, thank you for staring boo, into the abyss with us. <laughs> well, That's what we're here for. So, yeah. But I, I was, I was interested to know sort of some of the things that give you hope in the face of this yeah. nightmare. Well, um, so I do, I, I would say on the the water and wastewater side, because I, you know, I work quite a bit in wastewater treatment. I think one of the things that's really encouraging is that, I kind of touched on this a little bit before, that, that there is an interest in, in, in human waste recycling and human waste reuse. And when I kind of started in the field and we talked about, all right, we want to make sure we want to do have water reuse in a safe way. We want to maybe reuse nutrients in a safe way, obviously um, reducing some of the risks from contaminants. It wasn't like something that was on everyone's mind. And, and these days, if you talk to people in the EPA or in our water utility or who work for the WHO or um, in an international development agency, there's a lot more interest in how can we sort of, do this more sort of ecological vision of sanitation and human waste, reusing things, um, treatment specifically for reuse. And that I find really exciting. And so that's kind of a niche, like a very niche thing to be psyched about. No, are you kidding? Well, I mean, the Um, idea that everybody gets on the same page and like has an agenda, Mm -hmm. I think that's how change happens, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's, it's interesting both from an ecological perspective, but also from a a sanitation provision uh, perspective, because there's a lot of people around the world who don't have access to toilets or wastewater treatment. And so if we can make this thing that we all excrete valuable, then all of a sudden there's an incentive to try to do something about it. Oh, yeah. Which is excellent. I know. Um, yeah. Cool. I mean, that's definitely something that, like, I know science fiction touches on a lot, especially particularly Dune, mm-hmm. you know, talks about, like, you know, how one would use the natural population, the waste that they create, to transform an ecosystem over millennia obviously i don't know how realistic it is but yeah is that in the movie no it's in the books okay yeah Yeah. um but then i'll say the other thing that i find really encouraging is that i feel like people are a bit more tuned in these days to what's happening in the environment so to see huge climate protests with younger people i mean i think maybe that happens every generation but it just it feels like it's bigger this time. Yeah. Um, the fact that, um, you know, lots of 
corporations are cluing into plant-based meat or meat alternatives, I guess you'd say. Things like that yeah. feel like all of a sudden, because I, I have this somewhat cynical view that maybe other people have that like, you know, no change will happen. One, if you don't have the gover- governments on board, but two, everything works around money. Right. And so we have all these corporations who, if it's not in their favor to do things that are environmentally friendly, they're not going to do it. And then all of a sudden you have like Burger King has, I don't remember. The impossible burger. Exactly. It just, it feels like there's a little bit of a societal shift towards thinking about more environmentally related things. So yeah, it is exciting. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I wanted to ask you about raw water. Do you have a takedown having lived in San Francisco? Oh man. Raw water. Oh, shit. Yeah, I heard about this. I mean, this is like file yeah, under medical is, quackery. It's like in the like, goop department yeah, of like, this like fucking... Death, this is death drive It is stuff. on goop, I you think. You know what this is like? <laughs> of it's course. Like, I, I didn't bring this up once. I'm amazed. Drinking piss. This is a thing. Yeah, people that is drink, definitely... People inject what? piss. People drink wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, there's g- Google <laughs> urine therapy. I, I know yeah, some yeah. people who That's have been into it. People like bathe in... In their piss. Right? No, but why are people drinking urine? Putative health benefits. People think that it's because they're drinking the pharmaceuticals that someone else excreted. Well, they no, no, they're their drinking own their own urine. It's, what? Yeah, yeah, you can. I don't, it's it's medical quackery, but there's there's like people who inject their own urine into their tumors. It's really uh, that's insane. You yeah. can go down some fucking rabbit holes with this, but it's in the anti-vax kind of raw water zone of like hard medical quackery. Instead of like yeah, soft, soft quackery, <laughs> we talk about Instead this on the cri- show a yeah, lot. Yeah, I have this theory about soft versus hard quackery. Like crystal is a soft quackery. Trepanation is like the fucking Trepanation hardest quackery. Is really <laughs> upsetting. And I think injecting your urine into your body might be that pretty seems bad. Insane. Drinking your urine sounds like a bad idea. It doesn't. It doesn't. I just don't understand how there can be a benefit because it's like. It's it's you're you're like excreting waste <laughs> products. Why would you put them? Directly back in. <laughs> Why yeah, indeed? I tweeted us urine. <laughs> <laughs> Why indeed? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm sure there's an I'm angry curious. cohort of idiots out there on Twitter who would be happy to set us straight about how wrong we are. Yeah. You know, against all <laughs> medical evidence. Uh, we just don't oh. get it. So should we throw it to endorsements? <laughs> no, <laughs> we, need to finish, we need to finish this movie. Conclu- oh, God. Let's just talk about... Uh, there's a few things <laughs> that I okay, need. I, oh, yeah, I, have, I give this movie three out of five <laughs> piss jugs. <laughs> <laughs> the primordial fish... Okay. Monster. You want to talk about the primordial <laughs> we fish We need to monster. talk about that. The, it was the one that ate fake. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that ate was him my and biggest problem. Yeah. Blew it up. <laughs> this was your biggest problem no. with the movie. Well, I feel like that, that was, was obviously... monkfish that they were cooking. Like, yeah. You couldn't even be bothered to... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that I was... I noticed that as well. Monkfish. Actually, I didn't. <laughs> It, it was very blubbery. It was horrible. It was very blubbery. Yeah. I, it was The temperature <laughs> of the ocean where they were was questionable, where it was like, is it cold at night? Like, is it warm enough to swim in? Is there an like open ocean area where it's warm enough to just like chill out and swim? In a warm climate. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. I guess if yeah. the earth has warmed enough to melt all the ice. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Hot ice. I was curious <laughs> to know why everyone was so filthy. Exactly. When they People were so dirty. They were They're so surrounded dirty. by water. Exactly. It just didn't make any sense. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I, I didn't get like that. Salt baked? No, like, they were like covered in like soot. Yeah, yeah you're right. They're grimy. That they were is like true. grimy and it's just like you're surrounded by water. Because that scene was, I feel like what happened was somebody, like, so I feel like, I mean, this movie was probably terrible already, but I feel like this movie probably got like a zillion notes right oh yeah like absolutely. from the studio and like Reshoots. they must have been at one point they must have at one point said that's probably filmed 
later or something they were just like this needs a monster or something so there's <laughs> just shit. like this I like short your script kid needs more needs, monsters. needs a monster so and there's just a scene where like and it's because it's so random and they never refer to it after or yeah. right it's just like they're like i'm hungry and kevin costner's like okay i'm gonna blow up the biggest i'm gonna blow up seen. a giant yeah. primordial fish so first well, of all where did it come from like it's not established like they never talk about it before they never talk about it after like everyone should be afraid of these giant yeah. monsters <laughs> in the ocean <laughs> 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 right and where did it like how did it evolve i mean i guess but kevin costner evolved gills but like yeah that's why it leads like, me to believe something freaky happened in addition to the ice caps melting but There's some uh, wizard magic. <laughs> There's an angry wizard, okay, yeah. that started this. It, that's their, that's what this movie is I, about. I like your complaint Don't about this. Off, I'm registering it. <laughs> no, there, there is a question of like, yeah, d- how are these monsters not eating the people who fucking chill at the eights hole? Right. Yeah, it I understand. That didn't make any sense. But also, the where did all the extra the meat go? It was yeah. huge. That thing was gigantic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They ate it all. Yeah. They yeah. were very some hungry. Some of it was they like bones. Really yeah. I had this thought. Well, I I couldn't understand how you you know he was like signaling for it. I think that he did something to convince it to eat him, right? Well, yeah, he did like a fish dance. Yeah, Very I felt like sexual. it was like if he was trying to mate with him. What is it like? Uh, Pheromones, sh- sharks and porpoises, or something like how surfers look like porpoises and then sharks eat them. Yeah, because oh, they're yeah. lobbing along the surface of the yeah. water. Like so I felt like it was something like that. Like he made himself look like a fish. Should we? No, too late. No, Alan, I need to I talk d- about d- one more thing. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> this movie cannot be like cannot put you in a state <laughs> in which you're super like stressed out for the characters because it's like really relaxing, right? Like it's on water, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like there's constantly sounds of like water lapping, <laughs> right? Like just I, chill vibe. Reminds yeah. of your noise machine. That's, that's why none of them are stressed about human extinction. They're just like, right. yeah, it might suck for me, but I'm also pretty chill. <laughs> Jack Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, was that it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, the bungee jump. Oh, the bungee jump was yeah. insane. That was crazy. Yeah. The, for listeners who haven't seen this, the the climax of the movie involves Kevin Costner rescuing the like young child. I guess like savior lady who has the tattoo on her back via bungee jump from three jet skis who are all coming at her <laughs> and they all crash into each other and explode. And that's how Dennis Hopper dies. So, spoiler alert. I must've looked away. <laughs> I can't believe you missed that. Yeah, that is, I was, I was trying to fix the drawer. But there's one yeah. moment not to miss. Yeah. I it's, it's the, it's the triple bungee jump. Yeah. Now this movie is chock full of moments <laughs> not to miss. I don't know. Would you guys recommend it's a this front to back thrill ride for the whole family? <laughs> I feel like I would recommend this movie if it weren't so long. Yeah. It's right. It's like a little... if, if it weren't so long, it would be like a fun, bad movie. But then there's a lot of parts where they're just, it's just like too boring. Eh. I wouldn't recommend this. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> but maybe it's because I didn't see it in, when we were 12. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it all came as new to me, and I thought it was a... I was I was shockingly... So you found it just enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of parts where I was like on my phone during, because I thought <laughs> we were boring, but besides that... Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, movie to not pay attention to, I think, for long parts. Yeah, same deal here. It has a lot of enjoyable badness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Should we throw it to endorsements? Sure. My endorsement is the new Burna Boy album. I don't know who the that who? is. 
He's like a Nigerian na- rapper. Yeah, I love him. Oh, my endorsement is also going to be. I endorse <laughs> him also. Even yeah. though I haven't heard the album. <laughs> <laughs> my it's so endorsement good. is also African music, but Zambian, not Nigerian. Which we intend to cause havoc. I saw them play at the Bell House last week. Very good. Zambian rock music in general, very good, very underrated. We don't pay oh, a lot. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. pay a lot of attention to African music in general here, but apparently some of us do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. Sure, I guess I'll jump Which, on this train. I'm gonna I'm gonna endorse the Monday Variations by Tumane Diabate for all uh, endorsing yeah, African music. Great, that record <laughs> is fucking amazing. Awesome. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, until next time, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, you can follow us on all social media. I'm at Asher Lack. At highly filigent, at spectral taint, and mostly not on social media. That's cool. Uh, you can follow the show <laughs> on, on Twitter and what Instagram was your at Robot House Pod, and it's spelled H A U S. Until next time, Benedict guys. Thank Cumberbatch you. Cumberbatch super fan. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.